Hello, testing one, two, hello. Just getting everything set up. I don't know what happened, so bear with me for just a moment. I appreciate everybody. everybody to Shelb Shares. I very much appreciate it. Um, I'm your host Shelbs and I want to apologize seriously. I know we're starting a little bit crazy and hectic. Um, a little bit of an issue with the um, internet and whatnot but I got it fixed. I'm just waiting for people to enter that are also going to be talking. So while people are entering and everything I am going to get just started by again saying welcome. Uh, this month is Pride Month, and I'm I could not be happier about it. Pride Month's my favorite time of year, not just because it's my birthday, but because we get to celebrate with our community. And I this month every Saturday is going to be a Pride theme. So for example, today is going to be about coming out, and 
I'm very excited about that because I, I love coming out stories. Um, mine's kind of funny, and so I always like talking about it. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. So moving forward, um, I'm just so excited for the Pride lineup this month and all the amazing people joining to talk about their experiences uh, and help educate others. As always, I do start podcasts off with um, music recommendations. Uh, this week, I've been listening to a lot of Pink, and so probably the song that I would recommend would be Perfect by Pink. And then again, today we are going to be talking about our coming out experiences. And before we do that, I want to say that if you have not come out yet, it is okay. You're still valid. Everyone is still so proud of you. You don't have to come out if you don't want to or if you're not ready yet. Everyone is still proud of you and you're still part of our community. So I have a few amazing people here with me today. I see two of them have entered the live, which I'm grateful for. Waiting on a few other people, but we can more than likely get started. Um, this live will be posted on the Shelf Shares podcast, which is shared through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Anchor, etc. There's several different platforms, which I will drop the links and everything before we end it. And you can always just search Shelf Shares. Um, as well as on Facebook and things like that to find my socials. Um, let me see. Also, I do want to encourage audience members. Thank you, Andrew. You'll call in soon. You better. Um, so I do want to encourage audience members to call in as well or type their stories. Or if you have any questions, feel free. I love to talk to everybody and interact, and I think it would be really cool. And remember, I this is going to be posted on um this is going to be posted on like spotify and stuff like that hi welcome to the live so if you're also listening on spotify and it's like in the future that's why everyone's like um yes i'm so excited that you're here okay let me join you or call you in in just a second but um so if you're listening from Spotify and like this is the future, that's why I'm like interacting with people as well because this was a live and then I'm exporting to the platform so everyone can hear it. Um, without further ado, hey, welcome to the live. Without further ado, I am going to ask Aiden if you could please call in. It should give you the option for call in. I just want to make sure everything's working um, out properly. Yes. Hi, Jen. Hi, hi, Jen's mom. Hello. Aiden! Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. I am super excited that you're here. Hi, welcome to live. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, actually. I had a, um, I had a live before this, just for like a vendor thing. And then now I'm here, so I'm very excited. How nice. are you today? I'm doing good. I Yeah, I could definitely hear the wind. Live, I love you. And I'm glad you're here to support. Um, okay, so, uh, bestie. Alrighty, Aiden, I'm gonna mute you really, really quick. Okay, great. Did I do it? Did I mute? 
Um, actually, if you could mute yourself, because it's not letting me mute. There we go. Alrighty, so without further ado, again, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share my coming out story. Um, and then whoever wants to next absolutely can. And again, if there are any questions from the audience or anything, absolutely feel free to ask. It is my pleasure to answer. So give me just one moment while I make sure everything's set up right. And again, can y'all hear me okay? Awesome. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you guys so much. Andrew, thank you for the thumbs up. I appreciate that. Alrighty, so I have two coming out stories, actually. Um, and I'm going to talk about how I came out as pansexual. So, I, for those that don't know, because I know mainly all the people that are in here um, do know me personally, and we all actually grew up in Oklahoma. And so I was living in a town of about 300 people at the time. And it was a very rural area, and there was not a lot of people who were accepting of the LGBTQIA community and things like that. I realized I was gay early on, but I stayed in the closet, especially because of the stereotypes surrounding a, um, one second, someone else is going to join. Alrighty. Um, so anyway, I was in the closet because of stereotypes that had come around it, and I was just very afraid of how my parents would react, and I, I was just very, just for lack of a better term, I was afraid to come out, and I was very young, and the only person I did tell was my best friend, and I was very thankful to have his support. So I was a junior in high school about the time that we had a new student enter our school, and she was a grade below me. And I remember thinking she was the coolest girl I'd ever seen. She occasionally talked to me and my friend group at one time, but we weren't, like, super close. And then one day I came to school and everyone was, like, talking. Uh, someone from that class had, below us had found out that she was a lesbian. Instead of hiding it, she was just loud and proud about it. She held her head high and planted her feet on the ground and said, yeah, I am, what of it? And I had a lot of feelings that day. I was amazed, I was happy, and yet I was really scared. I had a bad feeling, and that feeling turned out to be right. So a few days later, I had to go out to my locker to grab a book, and I noticed a new girl was also in her locker. Uh, she had a bottom locker, and um, so she was like in there getting something, and a group of girls came out from her class, and out of nowhere, they just slammed her head in the locker. Like, they slammed her head into it and then just kept hitting it. And then they just started kicking her, calling her names, calling her slurs. So I yelled and I grabbed the computer teacher to break it up. And in the office, the new girl told them that they had been harassing her. They had put notes in with slurs and death threats in her locker. And the school decided to suspend the new girl out of everybody. 
I was devastated. I could not believe that that had happened. And I went home and I was super upset. And my mom just kept asking me what was wrong. And I finally turned to her and I told her what had happened. And she was like, oh, my God, like, that's really awful. Like, poor girl. And she was like, but why are you so, like, obviously it's upsetting, but why are you so upset about it? And I, I just turned to my mom and I yelled, because I'm gay. And then I just sat in the chair and I, I just started crying. And my mom stood there for a while and then she she walked closer to me and put her hands on my shoulders and she said, Shelby, it's okay. That's who you are, Shelbs, don't cry. And I looked at my mom and I asked her if she would always be in my corner and she said, of course. I, I nodded and I knew what to do next. And so that night I stayed up and I made a small sign for my locker. It was a rainbow with LGBT on it. And I stuck it on my locker early that morning. As I was doing so, the new girl and her mom came down the hallway. She was carrying all of her stuff, and they had just emptied out her locker. I asked where she was going, and her mom said that she was pulling her out and homeschooling her instead. Which, I don't blame her. So I hugged the new girl, and then I pointed at my locker, and she looked at it, and then looked at me, and I said, I'm not afraid anymore because you were brave. Which was very true. I, If I hadn't seen that... I probably wouldn't have even come out. And we hugged again and she left. Of course, <laughs> once class started, we got ready to go on a trip with a club. And so I stepped out to the hall to put my books up and I saw that someone had already ripped my sign down. I saw it coming, but it didn't sting any less. I sat at the back of the bus and cried. And I thought about the new girl again and how she didn't cry. And I took out my notebook and made another sign. And then another. And then another. And then another. People kept tearing them down, but I kept putting them up. And then Leslie and his friends and my other friends approached me. They said, fuck them, Shelby. Make us other signs, too. Make us some signs. So I did, and we eventually had a standoff with the entire school. That eventually landed me in the office. Keep in mind. Um, again, this is a small school. So the principal scolded me and told me I was billboarding homosexuality and that I needed to stop and they wouldn't listen to me at all. So I did what any teenager would do at that time. I called my mom. Now keep in mind, my poor mom worked overnights at the time as a CNA. So I had woken her up and I told her everything within five minutes. My mom kicked that door in her pajamas and slammed the door behind her. I sat in the waiting area for two hours while she screamed at the principal. Finally, she emerged and looked at me and yelled, Shelby, they're saying that they own the locker, so you can't put anything up, but they don't own you or anything that you have, so you put whatever you want on your things. Then took me by the hand and we left for the day. Thanks to that, my mom also pointed out that the FCA was billboarding Christianity, and everyone else had signs on their locker that were billboarding things, and so because of that, no one was allowed to decorate the outside of their locker. My mom allowed me to embroider pride in my clothes and hats, and that's what I did. Uh, they couldn't tell me no unless they wanted to buy me new clothes. And after that whole ordeal, Alan actually started becoming and growing a little more accepting. Now going back as an adult, or like hearing some of my friends' kids that go to high school there now, it makes me happy to see that there are kids who are now out and proud and unafraid just like the new girl was back then. Every time I tell that story, my friends joke about how I started a revolution, but I was just finally proud and proud. I was finally who I was. So that's how I came out as gay. And 
My second story is very more recent. In fact, maybe about a month or two ago. For a while now, I've, I have been non-binary, but I didn't want to come out because what if I was wrong, you know? So talking to a few of my non-binary friends and a few role models, I felt ready enough to come out. And I came out of, to a few close friends and then on my Twitter because I didn't have family on my Twitter. Or so I thought. I forgot that my brother had made a new account after locking himself out of his, and so he saw him at the tweet, and he liked it. And I started panicking and tried to call him, but it went to voicemail. And then I got a text from him saying, what's this? I'm eating dinner right now. I'll call you back. And then another one saying, or do you want me to call you Sib for sibling? What do you use for pronouns? And I, it made me cry. Anything makes me cry because I'm sensitive. But I was crying because I... I love my brother so much, and for him to immediately just, like, accept me, I it just made me very happy, because he would always accept me when I came out as gay, and I don't know why I thought this would be different, and so I finally came out on all of the other platforms, and I told my parents, they're still learning, bless their hearts. Um, but when I came out on other platforms, I did get hate, I did lose some friends, but the amount of love and support absolutely outweighed them all. And now I feel complete and that I am who I am. I am who I was born to be and I'm very thankful for that. And so those are my coming out stories of how I came out as pan and how I came out as non-binary. Um, and I have never felt so proud and so just authentic is how I do now and I'm very thankful for the love and support I've gotten it specifically from everyone that I know in this live you have all been very kind to me and I very much appreciate that um so those are my stories I love you Liv <laughs> those are my stories um does anyone have any questions or anything or who would like to go next Aiden, would you like to take the floor? Bless. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, how are Doing you? Great. Hold on, let me go outside. Hello? Back. Can you hear me? Yes. My audio is really bad. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. I'm louder in my house, so. I feel that. Well, hi. How are you? I'm doing good. And um, also, before like we go on to, I forgot to say, my pronouns are they, them. I would love if everyone could state their pronouns, too, just so no one gets confused or no one accidentally misgenders or anything. All right. So my pronouns are they, them, as well. Awesome. So, um, my coming out story, 
Um, so I was raised in a Christian household, a conservative Christian household. Um, I always heard growing up that like being gay was a sin and you know, I had those like thoughts. Um, I always repressed it because I was always afraid of like what my family and friends would say. Um, so I also started whenever I learned about like transgender issues, uh, growing up, my parents would be very bigoted about it. Um, they just like the things that they would say about it was really, really kind of hurtful. Um, so I was kind of quiet on like my issues all the time, um, because I felt like whenever I would give my opinions about um, LGBTQ issues, I was um, told that I was wrong. You're cutting. You're cutting out really bad. I got married at the age of 21. I moved out of my parents' house with my husband and everything like that. I, like, never really, after I told them, like, you know, I have this toy, and after I told them that, Hey, Carly, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're cutting out really bad. I'm going to, yeah, okay. Um, sorry, Carly, if you can call back in in a minute, that's totally fine. I definitely want to hear about it, or if you want to type it and I can read it for you, that's totally fine. I'm sorry about that. Um... Okay, Aiden, are you back? Yeah, can you I hear can me? hear you now. I don't know why it didn't give me the option to unmute. I'm so sorry. No, you're totally fine. Hear me now. I it I can barely. It's like cutting out. Can you try to? Can you try to like? Yeah. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Kind of. Okay. That sounds clear. I will try. You can hear me? Um, okay, yeah, so let me know. Let me know. Here, I'll try and move around my house. Um, we have pretty bad Wi-Fi. Um, so, I, um, you know, I was, I, I always felt like I was like the odd one out of all of my friends. Um, whenever I would be invited to women's study nights, I kind of felt like I didn't belong, but I didn't know why I didn't belong. I just had a place for me at a women's study group. Um, women's nights, I didn't really like to go because I didn't like the title, but I couldn't figure out why. Um, and then as well as like, I remember one year for Christmas, my parents bought me a pair of pajamas. On the front, they said, I love being a girl. And, like, a, this was before I had experienced any type of sexual assault or anything that women face on the daily just for being a woman. I um, remember reading it, and the very first immediate thought that popped in my head was, but I don't love being a girl. And I couldn't figure out why. And, like, I told my parents, and they were like, oh, like... 
they just laughed at me. You know, I'm just a kid. I was like 10 years old, 11 years old. But I always felt like there was something missing in my life, some type of like word that I couldn't figure out what it was. At one point, I thought maybe I was a man born in a woman's body. And then because I didn't know what trans was at the time um, when I thought that, I just thought I'm in the wrong body. And so I kind of learned to suppress it. Like I said, I got married, moved out, and I've been learning to deconstruct my faith um, because I still believe um, in the things that I was like in the religion. I just don't believe in the teachings that were kind of pushed down my throat. I came out to my close friends as um, I said bisexual because that was the closest term I knew. And I never felt like that was like good enough either. And then one day I was on a, like a queer women's dating app. I was looking, it was like a dating and friends app. And I was looking for like a friend cause I was pretty lonely and I was setting up my account and it said, pick your gender. And I just thought it was going to be male or female. And this list of about 20 options dropped down and I was like, whoa, what are these? Cause I had again, never been raised around it never been exposed to it so I started googling each one and it was in alphabetical order so I got to the near end of the list and non-binary and I googled it and it was like this just puzzle piece just fell into place and I was like that's it like that makes sense um everything that I had ever felt it was like very validating I started asking my husband, you know, can you call me by they, them pronouns? Can you call me handsome? Like, can you use more masculine terms? And I learned of the term gender euphoria, which was what I started experiencing. I told one of my friends um, at first, who is a trans non-binary man, and I was like, you know, I was talking to him and I was like, how, you know, like, what? I don't know if this is real. I don't know if like my parents would tell me growing up like if you feel that way it's just because you're on the internet too much and it's normalized on the internet and so I told him I was like I don't know if it's just because I've found all these terms on the internet and I just want to fit in and like the thing he told me that changed my life was cis people don't question their gender a cis person would have looked at that list and said female or male they wouldn't have gone oh well maybe I'm this one maybe I'm this one I want to find out what these are and googled them and that kind of relieves some of my imposter syndrome because I really do suffer from that um so I in secret for two years only my husband and like two friends knew about it and I was like I can never come out to anybody else everybody from my church will disown me my parents will hate me because I still kind of have an okay relationship with my parents um and I didn't really want to lose that and as tough as that is so I just kept it to myself I didn't say anything for about two years and then one day I I was it was like for a week I had been like I need to come out like I knew it was something I needed to do but I couldn't figure out like how to do it and um so finally I took so my favorite artist is Van Gogh I took his my favorite painting of his and I just slapped the words on it my pronouns are they them and I had it in my phone for another week just sitting there and I was like 
I don't know what to say. Like when I post this, I don't know what's going to happen. And so then I was like, well, I need to tell my parents first so they don't find out through Facebook. So I called my parents one night. Um, Carly? Carly, did we lose you? Oh, here. I think I lost you okay. for a second. Um, so I don't know what you heard last, but um, I was planning on telling my parents because I didn't want them to find out through Facebook. Right. So I was so I was like, I need to tell them before I put this on Facebook because that would be horrible for them to find out that way. So I was supposed to see them in January of this year and I um I was like, Okay, so I'm just gonna tell them in person, tell them in person and I was just in bed one night in December, just laying awake crying because it was like I could not deal with like keeping this inside anymore. So I called my parents and I was like, look, I know you're not going to understand this, but I've done a lot of soul searching about this. I've done a lot of praying. I've done a lot of like reflecting on this for two years. There's been multiple instances when I was a child. This isn't a phase like everything that they were going to say. I was like, this isn't true. And I was like, I use not I use they them pronouns. I am non-binary. I don't identify as a female. And so my dad, he gets really quiet and then he goes, well, we love you, but, you know, we don't believe in all that. And we're going to need to, you know, talk to you when you get down here and, and don't tell your sisters. I have three little sisters. Don't tell your sisters because we're going to tell them with you and we want to be there basically so they could, like, I guess, censor like everything that I would say around them because they're pretty old they're old enough to understand all this so I hung up the phone didn't want to talk to him anymore and then like a week later I posted the picture on Facebook and I, at the top I said I'm non-binary that was it and then I turned my phone off for like five hours because I was like nauseous I was nervous and then I pulled my phone out again about five hours, six hours later, and I opened it up, and just, there was so much support on the post, there was just nothing but love, my friends were automatically texting me, like, you know, do you have a preferred name to go by, like, what, what, um, compliments can we use with you, can we call you girl, can we call you dude, all this type of stuff, and it was, like, it was very, really, reassuring to know that I had those people in my life um, that regardless of everything else that I thought was going to happen the people that did matter most to me in my life were supportive of it right. um, I have not a lot of the members of my church they will not talk to me anymore which hurts but it's understandable um, not, it's not, not understandable but I knew it was coming um, and then Probably about um, three weeks ago, I discovered the term agender because I still was like, non-binary fits, but it's not me. It's not who I am. And so agender, it falls under the non-binary umbrella. If you don't know what it is, it's basically you feel completely detached of gender. You feel like you don't have a gender. Um, and, and so I was like, that's it. And so I just did it again on Facebook. Um, I think yesterday I just posted, I'm coming out again as a gender. And again, it was just all love and support and 
once again, my friends questioning me, like, you know, do you feel like you identify with trans? Do you feel like you identify with non-binary? Like, wanting to be educated. And I think that was just, like, the best thing for me was they were immediately, like, educate me. Tell me what this is because it's a really big part of you. Um, so my, my coming out story um, was pretty supportive. Um, I think it, it's, I still struggle with my parents. They still aggressively misgender me. Um, they don't really believe in any of it, but I, the people in my life that matter to me most besides my parents, they are a hundred percent in support of it. And I am true to myself. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters to me. Right. Absolutely. Carly, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and telling your story. And I, I saw that post yesterday too. And I, I believe I either commented or love reacted to it, but I saw nothing but love and support on that post as well. And so I'm very thankful that you have a great support system and that you're doing great and that you are who you are. And thank you so much again for just coming on here and sharing your story with others who are probably going to listen to your story and, you know, relate to that in so many different ways. Like I, I want people to like take a moment here, you know, as we're telling our stories and just remember that, what we're saying, other people, even younger people in our communities that aren't out yet are going to listen to our stories and we're going to make them feel so much more comfortable because like I said, after hearing about, you know, how loud and proud the new girl was and just seeing everybody in our community and when I joined Pride at East Central and stuff, you know, it just distilled something in me and so I am so happy that our stories are going to be instilling that same feeling that we all had when we finally had that moment it's, it's going to be the same for them and so again carly i want to thank you so much for joining i don't know if you're going to stay and listen to the rest because i know you're a busy person but um thank you so much for being on here thank you for having me on i appreciate it for sure can't wait to see you at the other lives yeah bye, bye. already y'all um aiden I think that you're officially unmuted, thankfully. I don't know what that was earlier. My bad. Um, but would you like to go next? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, can we get ta- can we handle the Taylor thing? Yes. I was actually about to call it. See if we can get them in. Yes. Okay. Taylor. Um, do you want to just talk while you're doing that? Yes. Okay, so um, I have two coming out stories, like Shelby, Um, and so I'm going to talk about, like, not just coming out, but, like, how I figured out things before I came out. So I, whenever, I think it was, like, sixth grade when my friends started to be like oh well we have crushes now um and I just like I just didn't um before that around like fourth and fifth grade people had been talking about it but there wasn't a lot of weight put into it like it, it it's not like it was in middle school and high school where it was like the gossip, like, who was into who and whatever. 
Um, and I, I just didn't ever have crushes. I, I thought so anyway. Uh, because I was like thinking about like the guys in, in my classes and stuff. And I was like, you know, nobody really interests me. Um, and I remember really distinctly in seventh grade, cause I moved around every year. Like I went to a different school every single year. Um, and in seventh grade, I had like made a couple of new friends uh, at the new school that I was at. And they were like, oh, well, who do you have a crush on? And I was like, oh, I don't have a crush on anybody. And they were like, come on, you have to have a crush on somebody. Like, you don't have to hide it from us. Like, like we're friends. We won't tell anybody. It's fine. And I'm like, no, I, I really just don't have a crush on anyone. And they're like, no, seriously, who do you have a crush on? And they were like bugging me about it all day. And we... We went to like tour the school um, because the seventh graders, it was the uh, first year that they were in the junior high um, because a lot of the schools around where I lived were like seven, eight, nine in junior high. Uh, and so we were like touring the school, touring the library, setting up our library accounts and everything like that and they were just sort of like come on you can tell us you can tell us and I was like okay fine I was like how am I going to get them off my back and I look around and I just point at the tallest guy in the room and I'm like that guy just like he stood out and so I was just like okay that guy whatever uh, and they were like oh my god blah 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 whatever and so um, they definitely definitely did start telling people uh, apparently he was, like, I knew nothing about this guy. He was a great ahead of me, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're that weird kid that has a crush on somebody who's, like, uh, the weird new kid has a crush on somebody who's older than them. Because, like, for some reason, that's what people fixated on, is that we weren't in the same grade. And I was just, like, so not invested in it. Like, I can imagine that if I did actually have a crush on him, it would have been, like, really like emotionally upsetting that everybody was like talking about it, but I was just not invested. And after about a week, everyone shut up about it. Uh, and then I totally forgot that he existed. 100% forgot he existed. And later that year, uh, he had like left one of his textbooks in the classroom and I had to go like give it to him. Because uh, all of our textbooks had our names in them. Uh, and I had to go give it to him. And so, like, I uh, found him in one of his other classes. Or, no, I went to go check his locker, and he was at his locker. And I was like, hey, here's your book. And he's like, aren't you that kid that has a crush on me? And I was like, no, I do not have a crush on you at all. He was like, oh, well, why? And I was like, I, I didn't answer. I just walked away. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know why. At the ex in the exact same year, while all this was going on, I had a group of three friends, and uh, one of them I had the biggest crush on. Looking back on it. But I did not know at the time. I was like, oh, my God, I want to be her best friend. I want to do all these extracurricular activities with her. Like, I just thought that, like, I wanted her to be my best friend. I didn't know any different. 
And so we had choir together. We had uh, scholastic meet together. Like I joined one of my guy friends tried so hard to get me to join Scholastic Team, and I would not do it. And he was just mentioning, he's like, come on, you can jo- please join Scholastic Team. There are so many cool people. And, like, this girl is the captain. And I, up until that point, I was like, there's no way I'm joining Scholastic Team. And then he said, this girl's captain. I was like, oh, she's captain? Immediately, I kid you not. That day after school, I went up, I went and signed up. Um, It was, I was so like <laughs> head over heels and didn't realize it. And we we were in choir together. We went to a choir meet and me and my two uh girlfriends uh were in a room together. So it's the three of us and a supervisor or, or a chaperone. And so we are trying to figure out who gets what beds because there's two full-size beds and then a cot. And that all the rooms had two full-size beds and a cot. And, of course, the chaperone got one of the beds. And so we were going to have one person in the cot and two people in the bed. And this girl I had a crush on was like, I get the bed because I have a really bad back. And I was in my head, I was like, yes, bitch, I have scoliosis. I can be like, me too, I have a bad back too. But before I could, my other friend was like, I call second. And I was like, so mad. I was like, not real people mad, but I was just like, damn it. Oh, and I was like, wait, why am I so invested in this? And I was just really weird. I felt really weird. Um... And then we went and we did our uh, choir stuff. We came back to the hotel and everyone was going to go swimming. And they were like, hey, Aiden, we're all going to go swimming. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was I was like, in my head, I was like, yes, I'm going to go. I was like, I'll go swimming if, if this girl that I have a crush on goes swimming. But in my head, it was like, oh, I'll go swimming if I'll call her A. If A go swimming and and they were both like yeah we're gonna go so I decided to go I didn't like changing in front of uh other girls so I was like oh I'll just wait till they go and then I'll change and I'll go down and I was like on my way down I was thinking wow I'm really I'm gonna get to see Angelique in a bikini it's gonna be so nice um still not clicking for me Still, we're still not there. And I open the door to the pool, and I see her in the hot tub, and it's her and three guys. And I stop, and I turn around, I go back up to the room, and I go to bed. And I could not figure out why I was so upset. Uh, And the next morning, I wake up, and I can hear the shower going, and I'm like, okay, I gotta wait to take a shower. I look over, and the chaperone is gone. Like, her purse is gone and everything. Um, Our other friend, H, was laying in bed, and I realized, oh, A is in the shower. And I got, I I started feeling really weird. I was like, I had, like, the impulse. I was like, oh, I want to go into the, like, 
bathroom while she's in the shower, like this impulsive thought. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. And, and I feel really weird and really frustrated and, and what is this? And I, I'm looking up the ceiling and I go, oh my God, I'm gay. Literally, that was my thought. I went, oh my God, I'm gay. My immediate next thought was, I can't be gay. Like, I can't. Um, I was like, I'm, a, I'm about to go to this, like, Baptist church to sing hymns. And, and I, I can't be gay. And so I just, like, sat on that for a long time. And I just, like, ignored it. I ignored it for another year and a half, I think. And I was laying in bed, because me and my sibling shared a room, and I was laying in bed, and I'm just like, hey, hey, are you awake? And, and they were like, I am now. Like, what do you need? And I was like, I think I'm gay. And then they were like, good for you. Go to bed. Like, <laughs> the first reaction ever to somebody, to like me coming out to somebody was, good for you. Go to bed. And I was like, oh. Okay, well, maybe this isn't so bad. <laughs> um, and so I went into, so I was homeschooled in eighth grade, and I went into school in ninth grade. And actually, whenever I was homeschooled was when, no, seventh grade year was whenever I met Shelby. Yep. Um, we started going to, like, the same, we went to the same church because, like, where we grew up, the only place you could socialize outside of school was, like, going, going mm -hmm. to church on, like, Wednesdays and Sundays for youth group. And so that's when I met Shelby. And then eighth grade, I was homeschooled. And ninth grade, I went back to public school. And I was very much out in by then. I was very, very much like, uh, yeah, I'm, I was like, I don't know if I'm like bi or if I'm a lesbian, but I'm definitely not right. straight. Um, and so I, about mid-year, I got a girlfriend. And I was like, okay, so I have a girlfriend now, and so I think now it's time to come out to my parents. Like, like I don't want to have to hide my girlfriend from my parents, and so I need to come out to them. So I come out to my mom and my stepdad, and I remember very vividly what they said. So I sat down, and I was like, hey, I want to talk to you guys. Um, I am a lesbian. I have a girlfriend, and my therapist knows, and all my friends know, and I'm a lesbian. And my stepdad looked at me, and he went, you can be bisexual, but you can't be a lesbian. And I didn't know what he meant by that. I was like, well, I can, obviously, but like, and I didn't really ask for clarification. It just kind of hit me like a ton of right. And it was, I later, like, thinking about it and thinking about him and how he was, he was saying both, 
I don't think that you are, and you are not allowed. So he's very much like that. Very much like if if a a woman is gay, but is like bisexual, which means that they still sleep with men, then it's fine. If they're lesbian, it's not. And like men being gay or bisexual was not okay. And he hated like drag queens and things like that because it was all about like it was all about whether or not you slept with men. Like if men slept with men in any capacity, it was a no. But if women would still sleep with men, it was tolerable. Um, like very. Very much homophobic, sir. And uh, I internalized that for a long time. Um, after me and that girl broke up, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm bisexual, you know. Um, and I started dating men. Worst thing I've ever done. Like, I dated. I say men. I dated boys in high school. And terrible option. So much content. <clears throat> um, and and if I would have like just come out as a lesbian in high school, um, I think a lot of things. I say come out. If I would have been allowed to be a lesbian in high school, I think things would have turned out a lot different. Um, but I found out. I realized. Probably in like 2016 that I was a lesbian. Like I was dating, I'm polyamorous, and so I was dating this um, uh, woman and uh, her boyfriend, who um, was a is a trans man. I don't keep contact with him anymore. And we were all in a triad, and so the trans man broke off from the triad, and I was like, if I don't ever date men again in my life, I will die happy. And I said that, and then she goes, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to date men. And it really, for the first time since my stepdad had said to me, you can be bisexual, but you can't be a lesbian, somebody had said to me, like, you can be a lesbian. You don't have to be bisexual. And I was like, oh my god, that is an actual real option that I have. Like, like, part of context for this is that I am autistic. And so, like, when somebody says something that like that to me, I have a tendency to internalize it very much in my feed. If somebody says it's not an option, then it's not an option. And it... it becomes very difficult for me to consider it as an option and so like for the first time since I was in high school somebody like told me that it was an option to not date men and I was like oh my god yeah but at the time I was identifying as a trans man which we'll get into that but I it kind of like threw me into this gender crisis um I had like Probably three years before this, I had, like, realized that I wasn't a woman, 
and the only thing I knew was that oh if you're not a woman then you are a man like you know then then you are a trans man and through my gender journey it was a lot of like you know if you're not one you're the other um I was in a lot of very like transmedicalist circles not intentionally just because like whenever I was looking up stuff about transness and and transitioning it was very transmedicalist and so I had just come to the conclusion that okay I'm a man and I had learned about non-binary people and like different genders a gender you know things like that but I just had never applied it to me I was like oh well I've found my place and so I'm just here um but whenever I realized like oh I'm not attracted to like I don't have to be in relationships with men I was like but I'm not straight like, I know I'm not straight this just doesn't feel right and I was like it threw me into like this gender crisis of like maybe I was wrong maybe I really am a woman maybe you know I just don't subscribe to traditional womanhood and this that whatever and after a couple of weeks I was like no I I know where I'm at I am non-binary and I am a lesbian I was like, I am a non-binary lesbian. And I kind of just like updated everybody. There was nobody really new to come mm -hmm. out to. I just kind of updated all of my friends and uh, my mom, because uh, her and my stepdad got divorced and I don't talk to him. Uh, and I just like, was like, yeah, I'm non-binary and I am a lesbian. Like I'm. I am not a man, I am not a woman, and I don't, like, date men. And everyone was really supportive. Like, the most coming out, I know, I know people give us a lot, but coming out is a process because everyone assumes that everyone else is straight, like, and, and cis, and even if they don't assume somebody's cis, they'll still assume they're binary. Um, so I, I come out to people all the time, uh, pretty much any, any interaction with a new person is me coming out. And the only times I've ever got, uh, pushback from it was people pushing back like, oh, well you have to be a woman to be a lesbian. Like, and it's, and it's, I kid you not nine times out of 10 mm -hmm. who, who were like, well, you have to be a woman to be a lesbian. And it's like. The lesbians that I've interacted with are like, no, where there's like a long and rich history. So you're good. Um, but yeah, like my gender and my sexuality journey of like figuring myself out and coming out are incredibly intertwined. Like, yeah. literally bounce off of each other back and forth until I finally like settled in somewhere that I'm like, this is where I'm coming. And if that changes in the future, that's fine. Gender and sexuality are fluid, but for right now, like this is where I sit and this is where I am comfortable in, in my mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aiden, for that is thank awesome. you so much for sharing your story. I very much appreciate it, and I'm sure everyone else does too. And um, I like I said, like the support that we all get from each other is just amazing and 
I love our community that we have and everything. So um, thank you so much for being on here. And as well, I know you're going to be on the other ones with me, which I also appreciate. So I, I cannot wait for us to do another one um, next Saturday. And at the end of the podcast, I will go over like the scheduling and everything as well. Um, so again, thank you so much, Aiden. And then who would like to go next? I know we have, we have Andrew, Liv, and we have Taylor. I'm game for whenever. Okay. You want to go ahead, Taylor? You have the floor. Okay. Well, I can't really say that I've got a coming out story because I never came out. I just never denied it. When people would ask me, it'd be like, yeah, and... Um, like, I remember one time uh, in high school, we were all just talking about somebody who we thought was cute, and I named the person who I thought was cute, and they went around telling everybody in the high school that I thought that the guy was cute, and so someone uh, got a picture and posted it all, got a bunch of pictures and posted it all over my locker room, uh, locker, and I went into, found out who placed the picture, and I went in the computer room and cornered him and shoved him into the wall and I said, if you ever fucking do that again, I'm going to beat your face in. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and that was it. Like, he was taller than me. He was part of the football team. But it wasn't like the disrespect towards me. It was towards the mm-hmm. person. Because I just feel like I was not necessarily called out, but the other person was. Because there were always rumors about that mm-hmm. person. And I just didn't think it was fun for someone else to get picked on. So, I don't know. I've just never really hid from the fact. I I remember when my mom, like, I didn't even come out to her. She just asked. And I said, yeah. And uh, she cried a little bit. And she said, you know, I love you no matter what. And so I've always had a super supportive family. My dad's a minister. My mom's a midwife. And, you know, they've met all my boyfriends. They've liked them. Um... Because she really liked Zach. Um, so it's always really cool, that, you know, especially to have a, a father that's a minister and have his mm-hmm. support. Um, one thing, you know, I've never really kind of really came out to is also identifying as non-binary. But I just uh, remembered putting on drag, and I didn't feel comfortable, and I felt just as alien as I did in boy clothing. And I just remember what go in the room and uh telling zach about it and so it's been one of those things that you know kind of like being gay it's not something i go out talking about but i don't uh hide or shy from the fact Mm. but no my coming out story isn't all that uh coming out just i've always told people though you get to uh the sooner you come out, the better. Like, no, don't rush it. But I wouldn't have had to have gone through some of the things had I think been more out and proud. Because um, lots of people would be like, I didn't realize you actually were gay. If I would have known you actually were gay, we wouldn't have made fun of you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so I don't know quite know how that makes any sense. I guess it's fun to call somebody gay when they're not gay. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Several people from high school have contacted me and apologized for it. So anyone's listening and wondering if if it's smart or if you're brave enough, I say go ahead out and do it. Yeah, I think you'll save yourself some trouble in the long run. But no, 
Thank you for having Fresh me on. Fresh Taylor, thank you for being on. I appreciate it. I love you so much. Love you. Um, again, Taylor's another person who will try their best to be on future podcasts. It just depends on schedules. So hopefully Taylor is able to join on another one. But if anything, it's been great to have you today, Taylor. Um, oh, you're thank welcome. You. Moving on right quick. Um, Andrew and Liv. Liv volunteered earlier so Liv I will let you have the floor okay can y'all hear me because uh, Pancake's trying to keep me from not getting Pancake wants to come out too yes I can hear you <laughs> god could you imagine but um I, I'm just gonna do like uh I'm so sorry I'm bad with names. The person beside you on the icon thing. Oh, Aiden? Yes, thank you. Um, I'm just going to do like what they did and um, like my realization because growing up I like had I never understood why being gay was like sin more or less and like I knew the terms I just wouldn't accept it with myself <laughs> until um one day like a little bit after Christmas of a couple years ago um I was just thinking about this one girl that I knew and I was like like the thought of kissing her just suddenly like, came into my mind and I was like oh Damn, guess I really am bi. <laughs> um, for a while, like, I knew I was that, but I, as, asexual also didn't seem right, because I didn't know you couldn't, you could be, um, asexual and gay. Mm -hmm. If I used had to be one or the other. So, you could imagine, like, <laughs> how confused I was that everyone growing up was just so focused on like wanting to have sex and I was just like I, not for me like yeah I just knew it wasn't for me but I didn't know that was a thing you know? right just thought maybe I was like a late bloomer I guess you could mm -hmm. say so um then after me and uh cause me and the girl that I had realization about dated for a few months and then when we broke up, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just straight, and maybe it was just a uh, Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> In the end, it wasn't. And I figured out I was ace, and by coming out to my mother was not fun. Because, mm. um, like, it was after me and the girl broke up, so I was just kind of crying, and she was like, Olivia, what's wrong? And I told her everything, and she was like, oh, you're not, you're not bi. It's just, you're going through the And I was like, oh, okay. And I, my sister knows that I'm ace. Well, she knows that I'm ace, she just doesn't want to accept it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's always just like, when are you going to have a kid? And I'm like, never. <laughs> never. Um, and I've yet to come out as a Denny girl, 
yet because I know that'd just be way too complicated for them. But yeah, I mean, I've had people accept me despite living in the middle of Bumfuck in Tennessee. Right. So I could say, like, on a scale of 10, like, 1 out of 10, it'd be a 6. It's just, it has its moments. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sorry that was kind of a bore. No, not at all. Telling, but... (laughs) You're welcome. No, and I'm glad that you brought up that, uh, you know, because so far pretty much a lot of our, most of our parents have been as accepting as they are. And I'm glad that you brought up yours because um, I know we've talked before about it, but um, I know a lot of people's parents aren't as accepting and... um, a lot of us, like, I can guarantee you a lot of us are all from the Bible Belt area, you know, and so, um, we struggle a lot, uh, with that. Being in this area that we all grew up in can be a struggle because of that, and, um, you know, it is upsetting that your mom isn't as accepting as most people would hope that a parent would be. And I just want to say that I'm glad that you are out and proud, and I'm glad that you are who you are, and many other people are thankful for the same thing, and that you may think that your coming out story was boring, but so many people out there are going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, wow, that is very relatable in the same situation I'm in. If they can do it, I can do it. To to be fair, this to this day, my mom still thinks I'm straight. Oh, no. So I'm not like completely mm-hmm. out, but yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Liv. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you're free for the other ones because I think they'll be fun too. And I just yeah. want you here. <laughs> I I will try my best to come to every one of Bless. them. I'm gonna call Jake after this and be like, "Listen, come on." <laughs> Let's go. Now. Alrighty. Um, you're welcome. So, already we're down to Andrew, who hopefully is still here. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. You can Bless, I can hear you. Go for it, baby. The floor is yours. Um, okay. So, when I was 17, I, uh, was living with my parents and everything and and of course I'm in high school and whatnot and um, my mom takes me to go to the bank with her and it's just me and her um, and because my siblings stayed at home and whatnot Uh, and so we're going uh, it's like a 15 minute trip into town because we live in the country Um, we lived in rural Oklahoma so I mean Tiny towns and whatnot. You understand. <laughs> um, and so, uh, on the way there, my mom asked me if I was gay, and I said that I definitely was attracted to men. Like, I don't know about an attracted, like, being attracted to women. I just didn't know. But definitely I was attracted to men. And so I did come out as, like, bisexual then. Which, I mean, now, I mean, I am, like, 
attracted to women, but not in like a romantic way, if that makes yeah. sense. And so, uh, we, I started bawling and I was just telling her, you know, because we were, my grandpa was a preacher and, uh, it was, you know, pretty hard to come out and say that to your parents. I had been out in school for the last year, um, cause I was out at that school and that's what we'll get to that. <clears throat> um, it was my junior year of high school and uh so i'm sitting in this car um crying where my mom stopped at sonic for some good god reason as i'm (laughs) crying Uh, and we start heading back to the house and we had been pretty quiet for most of the trip um and uh she said, I love you no matter what. It's just, I don't know what to do. I just don't know anything right now. And, um, I am just bawling my eyes out and we get pulled over because I had to take my little sister out of her car seat because she started crying because I was crying and she was like one at the time. And, um, so we get pulled over by a cop and the cop comes to the window and she sees, he sees that I'm crying and the baby is crying. And she's like, um, or the guy, <laughs> the cop was like, um, please just put the baby back in the car seat and y'all can go away. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um, but, um, uh, I mean, as funny as that is, like, I got home, and later that night, I got told that when I turn, when I graduate or high school, I am getting kicked out. Like, I can't stay there any longer. I, and so I decided to leave and go stay with my granny, um, which uh, my grandpa had died the previous year, and um I stayed with my granny for a little bit. I got a boyfriend like soon after and left for a little bit and missed some of my senior year, but I was still able to like, um, go back. Um, once I decided that I wanted to graduate high school and I went back and I got graduated with a 4.0. Um, I put myself into, I got myself into college and I was able to take care of that on my own, like without my parents' help. Um, I definitely, you know, had good friends and a strong support system. I joined GSA at East Central and, um, definitely just because you get kicked out of somewhere, that doesn't mean that it's the end of the line. Like you don't have to have your parents' support. It is good to have it. Um, and I don't, say that to get people to come out i'm just saying like you can do it on your own like you i've i am proof that you can go out there and live your life how you want to unafraid i have a good um relationship with my parents now um a really good one um i mean my mom calls me and i'm annoyed every time but uh we it took work to build that type of relationship. And um, I wouldn't say she fully accepts it in a religious mm-hmm. sense, um, but she's definitely supportive of me and proud of what I've done in my life. That's awesome. 
Um, but definitely, if you're not ready to come out, don't feel like you have to. It's your thing. It's your private thing. You don't have to wear it on your sleeve. It Being gay is just a part of who you are or anything. I mean, you know, being black is just a part of who you are. Being, you know, just whoever you want to see yourself as, you can make it that way. Yeah. But anyway... Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Ruth, for coming on. I really appreciate it so much. Um, you know, as you as you said, you know, um, don't be afraid. Like a lot of a lot of stuff that we say, like for issues that we've had, we don't say it to like you know to deter people from coming out or to scare anybody because there's nothing better than just being you. And if you are afraid that you know your family may not understand or your friends may not understand though it will you know i'm not going to say it's still you know it's you just water off your the, the back or however the saying goes i know it sucks um but the family that you create within our community is fantastic like when i discovered gsa it was gsa at the time before it was pride at ecu when i was put in when I got into that organization I had never been more happy in my life than being around everybody there that's actually you know me Andrew and Taylor and Aiden and a a group of us you know went at the same time Taylor and I were even officers in it I mean it was it was great and then to see it like grow more it was just great and so if you are in that situation where you feel like your family isn't accepting or you you know, you've just come out and your family's not accepting, I'm not going to tell you not to let it hurt you because obviously that it's going to hurt, but just know that you have so much love and support within our community. And, you know, we, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this for pride month is because I want to educate everybody. I want to educate people who aren't even LGBTQIA plus. Um, I want to, give a platform for those of us who want to speak on it and about our community so that people who maybe aren't out yet can listen or find comfort in it. You know, that's one of the main reasons, you know, as I stated, that I, I wanted to start do this podcast this month and, um, you know, just, there's nothing really much more I can say about that except that like our community, the people that we find within our community is so loving and caring and it is amazing and i am so grateful and blessed to be here with all of you today to talk about our community and talk about each other and lift and support each other um those of you who are just joining welcome i see it we do have a few people that have just entered um i'm not quite sure who all still here other than you know aiden drake and aiden andrew and live um so if anyone else is in here, I want to give a moment right quick to see if they want to call in. So if you, awesome. Um, if anyone else is here that wants to call in or like have any questions or anything, absolutely. Like I want to open the floor to that right quick. So if you want to call in or ask a question, I'm going to give the next few seconds to do that. 
And if you are typing or trying to call in while you're doing that, I just want to say that um, if you click on, let me see, well, I'm going to grab a link really quick. I'm going to paste it in here. If you go to this link tree link, which is in all of my socials, then you'll be able to find the Facebook pages for Shelp Shares. You will be able to go to the Facebook page and see that I have posted all of the links to the other podcast sites. I will be updating it today so you can see the Spotify as well. Um, or you can also just go to Spotify or Google Podcasts or whichever platform you use for podcasts and type in Shelb's Shares. You'll be able to listen to it. Um, this is going to be uh, uploaded to them. So if, you know, you're listening now on Spotify, hey, thanks for finding us. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so if you want to find us on everything else, just type in Shelb Shares. Can't miss it. <laughs> Alrighty, so let me see. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to presume that there's no other questions. So do my speakers have any questions or anything that they would like to say? Aiden is unmuted. Aiden. Um. Yeah, it's me. Bless. I just wanted to say that um, since we're talking about coming out, uh, I know that you've already said anybody who hasn't come out, um, like, they are really valid. But I just, I wanted everybody to know that, like, you can choose in what circles you're out, and that does not make you any less... Um, a part of the community, and I know that there's, like, I know that I have seen people in the community, because it's, it's such an umbrella, you know, LGBTQ+, plus. it's, it's such an umbrella, and we do have, like, like, there are certain times where I've been, like, oh, this is a, uh, space that is safe for me, because it's, like, and also be peaceful space, but it has been like really transphobic. I know that um, mm -hmm. I, whenever I was in uh, what was QSA, what is now Pride, with like you and Taylor, um, there were times being in in such a small town area that it was very much about like being gay and not very friendly to being trans, um, and so. We're, like, there are people in the community who will accept you for completely who you are, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all your, like, multiple marginalizations in our community. There are places for POC in our community. You know, there are plenty of people who are working to dismantle the uh, racism and, and, uh, uh, like Islamophobia that, that happens in communities. And so being, being out in some spaces and not the other, regardless of what mm -hmm. even other 
LGBT people will say to you is completely valid. It does not make you any less part of our community. It does not make you belong any less. It doesn't make you any less of who you are. And there will always be spaces, LGBT spaces that are going to be accepting of you and that you are going to be safe in, even if it takes a little bit more searching for some members of our community than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that, Aiden. And I do want to say that um, a lot of the stuff that you did mention as well, such as, you know, the own issues in our own community and things um, and the different sexualities and, you know, the different genders and transphobia and everything, um, those are actually going to be addressed on a future podcast this month as well. Uh, I'm going to go over the listings for the podcast in just a moment. Um, but I, again, I want to thank you so much, Aiden, for bringing those up because you are absolutely correct. It doesn't, you can come out to someone and then, you know, you don't have to come out to a certain set of people. You don't have to come out to everybody. You come out to who you want to come out to. That is totally fine. And that is, you know, you are completely valid in that. Um, to kind of go over really quick the different podcasts that we are doing this month. Um, so today we did Coming Out, which, you know, obviously we talked about our Coming Out stories, which I think this went very well. And, I, again, I want to thank everyone for coming and uh, sharing your stories. I think that's great, and I'm very excited for everything to happen. Um, National Coming Out Day is October 11th, and that will also be another um, – I will be planning another podcast around that time for that. Um so the podcast lineup for this month, for the rest of the month, is next Saturday we are going to be talking about Drag King and Queens. And I, again, I open this up to everybody. If you want to be a part of the podcast and everything, just shoot me a message. You know, find my socials, shoot me a message. It's totally fine. The more the merrier. Um, I especially want to lift up um, queer POC voices. So, again, just message me, let me know, and I would love to give you guys a platform. Um, the, the Saturday after next is going to be about gender identities and sexualities. So in the gender identities and sexualities, we're going to be going over different, you know, gender, like, as it says, pretty much, we're going to go over different gender identities and different sexualities. Um, I think we have a decent plethora of, of, you know, people in our community that are going to be able to be on here. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm glad that we're going to be able to talk about it and educate on um, maybe different sexualities or genders that maybe you haven't heard of or even maybe we haven't heard of. So I'm very excited for that and to start the research on it as well. Um, and then... For the last, this is exciting, I haven't told anybody this actually, for the last Saturday um, of this month, we are talking about LGBTQ history, and we are actually going to have Dr. Christine Pappas um, come on here and also help educate us for LGBTQ plus history. And I'm very excited. A lot of people who are here right now, they know Dr. Christine Pappas very well. Um, Dr. Pappas actually taught yeah. a lot of us, and um, she is also a, a proud lesbian woman and very knowledgeable, very kind, very educated, 
and just an amazing person, you know. She taught all of us and was our head person for Pride, so I cannot wait for that, and I'm also going to see if uh, we can get Dr. Hartley as well to join in. Um, so again, super excited about everything that's going to happen. Um, if you are following Shelb Shares on Facebook, every day I have been posting little pride facts, and I think that that is so important to educate, and so every day I've been trying to find, like, either small or even big, like, different pieces of information about our community. Um, I posted a lengthy status about Marsha P. Johnson, and then I also posted a um, kind of like a how did the inclusionary pride flag, how, how was it created, who created it, and what it stands for. So if you want to listen to more, like, information and stuff like that, again, just find my socials, um, and we can go from there. Definitely share with your friends. And then without further ado, we are at the end, so I want to shout out a few people right quick. I want to shout out um, Crucify Caroline Band. They are a local band in Oklahoma who are fantastic. Find their socials and everything. I will be posting about them on my uh, Facebook as well. Um, Follow Created Savior on Twitch because they are amazing and getting started in the gaming scene. Um, Aiden has art commissions and is also a Twitch streamer as well. Aiden, I'll let you say your information right quick. Sorry, I have a hearing in my mouth. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, You're good. So, I do art commissions. Um... You, I also do Twitch. Uh, my Twitch is Captain Can Two, but so like Captain Can Two, but the T U that is usually at the end of the name is the, the number two. Oh, actually, uh, I usually do. I'm doing a Sturdy Valley run, but I also do speed runs of. Uh, Hollow Knight, and I want to get into speedrunning other Metroidvania games uh, like Celeste. Uh, as far as my art commissions go, um, I haven't been doing them lately because I have been um, uh, debating whether or not to get into uh, art school. But if, uh, if you want to commission me for an art... Uh, commission i do twitch assets as well as like character drawings um i'll put the uh person that i do uh for i'll put their at their nintendo and then uh mine i'll put in my tiktok in the chat as well uh, and if you ever want to on there okay and everything if uh, anyone is worried about not being able to grab 
these like quick enough, don't worry. I'm going to have everyone text me their information as well. And I'm going to make a massive post about it too, along with the link to the, to listen to the episode, like outside of the live. So we'll have all the information there as well. Um, I also want to shout out, uh, Liv, who is here with us. Liv is a, uh, professional costumed character and they're in the Tennessee area. So if you need someone for your party needs or anything, reach out to Liv. Again, I will get all the information from Liv and get it posted on the page and we will get that shared as well. Um, another shout out, I want to go to, um, Emily Welch with Emotional Ink. Um, well, ink, but it's spelled E-N-K. Um, she is an amazing, excuse me, artist that does a lot of commissions as well. Yes, follow Liv's TikTok as well, Star Child Cosplays. Um, and Emily is amazing. They are very artistic and just wonderful humans. So definitely reach out to them. And then I want to plug myself as well. Not only do I do shelf shares, I have a studio, Shelby Murray Studios. It is a media and art studio. So I do commissions for art as well. And then I also do logos, business cards, websites, social media posts, resumes, etc., stuff like that. Again, everything will be posted on the shelf shares page. And I encourage everyone to um, you know, take a look at everyone. And if you go to my link tree, everyone will be updated in the link tree as well. So without further ado, again, I just want to thank everybody for coming here. It's been fantastic. I think this went so well. Um, I cannot wait for next Saturday already. And if you want to be a part of it, just reach out to me. Let me know. Send me a message. Um, and I don't want to get hopes up, but we may have a very special TikTok guest next Saturday. Um, Aiden knows what I'm talking about because we talked about it. And so hopefully she can make it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very popular creator. So definitely we'll be, we'll be in talks about it. Um, and if it happens, it happens. If it's not, that's totally fun because I know that they're very busy. So again, thank you guys so much. Happy Pride. Can't wait to see y'all again next week. I love you guys so much. Have a great day, guys. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye.